0: The honest and brutal reality about any hardship in life is that it will strengthen and prepare you against future trauma. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and although everyone's experiences with struggle vary, combat sports have always been a place where those who have been subjected to hardships have been able to use it to strengthen their resolve. Being on a world stage also has its benefits, giving those that wish to share their struggles a platform to do so, inspiring others to overcome as they did and to promote giving back to those in need. There are countless examples of inspiration inside the cage, whether that is a story like Dominic Cruz and his battle with injuries, or the persistence against a with someone like Jan Blakovic. The focus today, however, will be on the fighters who, against all odds, made their dreams come true or use their platform to help those in need. I'm Balian from MMA On Point, and look at that turnaround. UFC 268 is here, so come jump and ball with Bet Online, the official partners to MMA On Point. Feeling confident about the fights? Well, this weekend, during our live 268 fight companion, you can play along with us using the code On Point to get a 50% sign-up bonus, good for up to $1,000. More on that later, but now, here are The 10 Most Inspiring Fighters in MMA History Number 10. Jose Aldo There are countless examples across the entire breadth of combat sports of athletes who faced nothing but poverty from the day they were born and found martial arts as a means to escape. The King of Rio Jose Aldo was no different. Born in Manaus, Brazil in the heart of the favelas, a place where organized crime, drug trafficking and sporadic gunfights were commonplace. Aldo wanted to play football, but grew tired of getting beaten up in street fights and after starting to train capoeira, was noticed by a Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach who invited him to come and train with them. And at 17, Aldo left Manaus and made for Rio de Janeiro. There he stayed and followed his dream to make mixed martial arts his life, sleeping in the gym without money even for food. His coach, Wagner Fabiano, would ask, have you eaten today or yesterday? And if not, would take him to go and get fed. Still, Aldo battled on, of course eventually making a name for himself in the WEC as well as the UFC becoming featherweight champion. And what did he do with this newfound fame? What well, he helped the disadvantaged people of Brazil, of course. He teamed up Brazilian charity Instituto Heasel to help support and fund those children who wanted to train in martial arts and create a better lifestyle and future for themselves. He also helped start social programs like Usina de Cidadania, again using martial arts to teach discipline and help them escape their situations. He opened several businesses across the city, including an American burger bar, and continues to inspire and be a hero to this day. Number 9. Daniel Cormier Unfortunately, when it comes to personal tragedy, DC Daniel Cormier has more experience than most. But incredibly, he was able to persevere and channel his adversities into his passion as he ascended to the very top of the sport. DC faced his first tragedy at just seven years old when his father was murdered on Thanksgiving. Then in 2003, another horrific event transpired with the passing of his daughter, just one year before Cormier was set to make his Olympic debut. DC described the events as best he could. There is nothing that's going to help you cope better when you lose something so precious and so dear. And in dealing with that loss, he had to ask himself the question, is this going to cost you or is this going to propel you and be a force of inspiration? DC described everything he did between 2003 and 2011 as being for her, his quest for UFC championship gold and runs at the Olympics, all with the purpose of making her proud. Kidney failure at a weight cut unfortunately kept DC out of the 2008 Olympics, and once again, he was at an impasse. Luckily, his friend King Mohammed Lawal introduced him to MMA, and six years later, he was a UFC champion. Now, he gives back with children's wrestling programs, explaining it's about recognizing the vicious cycle of a life on the streets, wanting to make fast money, the lack of opportunity, and seeing the same stories in every urban urban area in the entire country. Number 8. Brian Stan They don't just give out the nickname the All-American for no reason, but take a detailed look into the life and career of Brian Stan and you'll soon see why he's unanimously respected across the entire mixed martial arts world. Many of you will know that Stan spent time in the US Marine Corps, reaching the rank of captain, but more notable were his actions during Operation Matador in Iraq. While trying to secure an objective, his unit came under fire from insurgents and Stan and his men had to hold out for six days, while he directed two casualty operations, three vehicle recovery operations and multiple close air support missions under enemy small arms, machine gun and mortifier in a 360-degree fight. He ensured all 42 members of his unit survived the encounter and was awarded the Silver Star. Aside from going on to secure a world title in the WEC and lend his voice to the UFC commentary team, he also founded and established himself as the president and CEO of Higher Heroes, a non-profit organization that gives free assistance to help veterans find work after the army. Stan's character and principles stand above your average MMA athlete, and even Dana White went on record to state that Brian Stan is one of the classiest people on Earth. Number seven, Thiago Santos. For the Brazilian Hammer, and not unlike a few other MMA athletes, his entire life was a fight from birth. By the age of two, he had developed two cysts inside of his stomach and was almost written off as being inoperable. But fortunately, a visiting doctor that came through the hospital for just one day, saw his condition and was able to save his life. Then at 11, due to the massive flooding that destroyed his family's home, he moved to the city of God itself, Rio de Janeiro, in the only place they could, the aforementioned gang and drug-infested favelas, where once again his life became a daily struggle. From here, he pursued his career in mixed martial arts, carving a path through Brazilian promotions before earning a place on the Ultimate Fighter II Brazil, eventually fighting his way to UFC title contendership and giving the 205 GOAT John Jones an extremely close contest. He continues to live in Rio de Janeiro to this day and runs a charity, The Social Project, where martial arts is used to instill discipline and the principles of hard work. As well as this, he communicated with nearby health clinics to provide testing, supplies and food for those in need, stating the joy he gets from helping the children far exceeds anything he could achieve in MMA. Number six, Askar Askarov. In 2019, another undefeated Dagestanian from the Caucasus Mountains of Russia made their way over to the UFC. But it wasn't just the undefeated record Sambo mastery and tactical prowess that stood out for Askarov. Remarkably, he is almost 100% deaf, and just like the former light heavyweight Matt Hamill had to face numerous challenges along the way. Askar was born and raised in a village of just 1,000 people, where he joined the only wrestling gym going and began his mixed martial arts journey. Despite the absence of hearing, he was able to quickly develop as an athlete and went on to win a gold medal at the Death Olympics in 2017. Often in the US, those are disabled yet go on to achieve great things are of course celebrated as heroes for what they've been able to do despite their hardships. Yet in Russia, according to ACA magazine Askar interviewed for, no one seemed to care or rally around the Dagestinian Askarov's message has always been a simple one. I want to show that impossible is nothing and that with hard work and dedication, you can achieve anything in life. But he's certainly done that so far, remaining undefeated whilst facing the highest level of competition in the UFC. And make no mistake, although Askarov has mentioned that without the noise of the crowd, he is able to better concentrate. He admits it is hard to compete on a high level with such a health issue, but it motivates me a lot. And this might be the key to my success. Number five, Leon Edwards. Being surrounded by poverty and violence from an early age is certainly an upbringing that few would wish on their worst enemies, but for those who have survived and pushed past the universe's attempts to cause enduring pain, a new perspective on life is granted, one that many fighters and athletes have channeled into an unbreakable drive for success. And the same could be said of Leon Edwards, born in Kingston, Jamaica, where a life of organized crime and gang violence became second nature, as his father was involved in what he described as questionable activities. At nine years old, they upped sticks and moved to Birmingham, England, a complete change in life, culture, and scenery for Leon from Jamaica. At 13, his father was shot and killed in a nightclub, and through his adolescent years, Leon found himself falling into a similar lifestyle, involved in drug dealing, street fighting, and knife possession. At 17, he found mixed martial arts and escaped the life that could have led him down the very same road, as he bowed through the UK regional circuit to the UFC, where he currently holds one of the longest win streaks in welterweight history. Since then, he's been involved in a number of charities across the UK, including leading mentorship programs and partnering with charity Onside to draw awareness to and stop knife crime across the UK. Number 4. Nick Newell most fighters spend training camps and time in between fights preparing for their opponent, rounding out as many of their weaknesses in their game as they can to ensure they have every advantage come fight night. Nick Newell, however, has made a career entering every fight with an extreme disadvantage and he's been successful in competing MMA with just one arm for 10 years. Born a congenital amputee, any athletic endeavor that Nick wanted to compete in would not be easy. Still, he played football as well as baseball, but it was his love of WWE that led him to wrestling, as he joined his high school and subsequently college team, where he won over 300 matches in his time on the mats. From here, MMA was an inevitability. As Newell stated, I wanted to learn how to fight. I wanted to learn how to throw punches and kicks in case someone tried to mess with me. The only problem being that despite having put in the work to reach a place where he was able to compete in a sport where any number of things can be a handicap, let alone having one less limb, people weren't taking him seriously. Many fighters did not want to enter a contest against a man with one arm, either scared to lose or not feeling like it would be a fair fight. Incredibly, Nick went 11-0 as a professional before dropping his first loss to none other than Justin Gaethje, and got this close to joining the UFC roster, but came up short in his stint on the Contender Series. Newell's story is an extreme example that some people are just born fighters and there's very little anyone can do to stop them. Number 3. Francis Garnu. At this point, I alone have discussed the upbringing and life story of Francis Garnu on this channel more times than I can remember, but that doesn't detract in any way from its poetic nature or its impact. Born in the heart of Cameroon, Francis was expected to contribute to the family from the age of 10, helping buy essentials like food and oil as well as school supplies. His first job? Digging in a sand quarry. Nothing like grueling manual labor in the hot sun for several years of your life to develop your body and build it into one of the most lethal weapons we've ever seen in the octagon. Ngannou recently stated as a child, he hated this place growing up. I hated the sand mine, hated everything about my life. The future dreams and ambitions of the predator couldn't be contained by Africa, and so after six failed attempts that saw him return time and time again to the Sahara Desert, he crossed from Algeria into Morocco and over to Spain, where he was caught and detained for two months. He finally made it to Paris, yet having come so far and nothing to show for it, was forced to sleep on its streets, dreaming of the life of a fighter. Luckily, while chopping vegetables in a soup kitchen, he was introduced to Didier Carmeau, who took him to the MMA factory in Paris and convinced the rest of the coaches to let him train for free, helped him get clothes, food, and even an apartment. A few months later, and he began his MMA journey that would carry him to a world title. He returns to Africa frequently and has helped establish the Francis Ngannou Foundation, giving children the tools they need to make their own dreams become a reality, with his message being, When I was young, I didn't have anything. I didn't have opportunity, and today, they see me and they are dreaming. It's not easy, it's so hard, but it's possible. Number 2. Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira It's only fitting that one of the most iconic and well-respected superstars of Brazilian MMA also carries with him countless moments of inspiration, extreme examples of adversity, and has channeled all of the success he's found in his career right back into the people and martial arts culture of Brazil. Growing up, Big Nog experienced more than a few brushes with death, at age 7 being crushed by a horse and at age 10 involved in a horrific accident with a truck that saw doctors pronounce him dead at the hospital, leading to the scar across his back. Apparently, while deep in a coma, Noguera heard them and decided he was going to fight for his life, something he would become very proficient at. Antonio described it as a horrible experience that gave him a reference point for pain that he often used throughout his career, as he survived through countless moments of peril inside both the ring and octagon. Aside from his competitive accolades, including a 20-1 record at one point, Nogueira has opened a multitude of Brazilian jiu-jitsu gyms worldwide to teach and deliver seminars to thousands of children, recently saved in Victor competitor Duda Yankovic's life, and can always be seen promoting a local business or charity, remaining a role model to his entire country. Number 1. Justin Wren This entire list has been filled with people who on so many levels have proved themselves to be resilient, hardworking, and charitable individuals. But when it comes to putting the needs of others before your own, I think you'd struggle to find a better example in MMA than Justin Wren. Originally first appearing on our screens during Season 10 of The Ultimate Fighter alongside Kimbo Slice, Brendan Sharp, and Roy Nelson, Wren found his footing in MMA fairly well, but after suffering with depression and addiction, realized that no amount of fighting could save his own life and left the sport. From here, he found a new cause seeking to provide aid to the pygmy people of the Congo, the oldest group living there who had been enslaved and denied medical care and basic needs. He launched the fight for the Forgotten Initiative and, in conjunction with Bunia Shalom's University and Water org negotiated the release of thousands of pygmy people in exchange for water wells, with his charity even purchasing land in Africa where they could be free. It didn't stop there as the initiative has now expanded across the entire world. Obviously, not an easy task, and hearing the harrowing story of his life-threatening battle with malaria, typhoid, and dysentery all at the same time really puts into perspective how much he was willing to give in order to help others. Especially when his response was simply, "You think I'd have been in panic mode by now? But I wasn't afraid. I knew there'd be obstacles and hurdles, but the hurdles didn't matter. The victory is always worth it." He returned to MMA five years later to compete in Bellator and raise awareness for the Fight for the Forgotten. He won and donated part of his earnings to the cause, as well as 33% of the sales from his book. Continuing to remain active as a competitor as well as a humanitarian, Justin Wren is truly an example of putting one's personal desires aside to help his fellow man and a true inspiration to all. Thanks again to our official partners, Bet Online. Make sure to come and join us this weekend for our live UFC 268 in-studio fight companion. And you can play along with us at BetOnline.ag using the code ONPOINT to get a 50% sign-up bonus, good for up to $1,000. See you at the violence, fight fans. Shout out to Ben Rosette and the excellent music he provided during the intro video. His music can be found on streaming platforms everywhere. There is a link in the description and follow him at Ben Rosette on Instagram and on Twitter. A shout out to today's video editor, Thomas Walsh. You can follow him on Instagram at Big Beat Visual. Thanks so much for watching today, guys. Remember to like and subscribe. I'll see you in the next one.